ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Movie of the Year, the only podcast on the internet that has the science and the screaming to determine what is the single greatest movie of any given year. Typically, the M stands for movie, but tonight, and for one night only, it stands for mixtape, mixtape of the year, colon, 1985. I have brought with me the foremost experts. My name's Ryan. Hello. And I have brought with me the foremost experts on the year 1985 and specifically the music. Greg, why are you one of the experts? Ryan, just quick side note. I'm sure you were you were just saying this for effect, but if you, we change what the M is, it's going to change the name of the show and that's going to make it harder to search for. Can we just keep it be movie of the year and not oh. mixtape of the year? Okay, so now I'm going to change it to making me mad of the year. <laughs> and you're the goddamn winner. <laughs> That's why I'm here, Ryan. That's why I'm here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie of the Year. The M stands for Mike. Mike, you are here. Why are you one of the foremost experts? Well, I am Mike of the Year, and I'm here. I think everybody's going to be like, oh, here's what was top of the charts. And I'm here to be like, the guy everybody loves is like, here's what you've never heard of. But I'm telling you, you're not cool at all if you don't know the song I'm about to say. So you are our punk rock person who goes against mainstream. And to battle back against Mike and all of his insults is my number one complimenter, my number one support system, Cassie. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Oh, my God. You are so welcome, Ryan. It is an honor and a privilege. I love love being in the studio. love watching you work. Okay. And my hair. I did my hair tonight. What do you think? It's it's decent. Okay. Oh, so, she oh even dang. Oh, dang. I take it back. I feel so bad, Ryan. It looks so good. So it's so sweet. Re- Cassie, why would I ask you to be on the 85 mixtape episode? Well, you see, I'm going to say the M that brought me in was money, and I was paid to be here. So thank you for that. <laughs> I did cash it immediately. So Money of the year goes to <laughs> Cassie. And then... All of it, please. Caitlin, you are here as well. Um, you, I would say, are our go-to music expert for any era, but specifically 85. Explain to everyone why. Yes, because the M doesn't stand for money. It stands for me. And me is always here when it comes to mixtapes. <laughs> So uh, you can always expect me to be here whenever we have a mixtape because I do know something about music. Oh, I just, I, I just wanted you to say the most Caitlin thing ever, and goddamn, did you nail it? Me is always here is the single most Caitlin thing you could possibly say. And just so everybody knows, uh, the whole time she said that she was breaking empty beer bottles on her head. That's right. Which is a classic Caitlyn wrestling move. Guys, we're going to create a mixtape. Often people will just make them uh, on their own. And they will make make playlists. Losers. Uh, And instead, we're going to hook up two tape recorders and create a cassette that we will mail out to you. If you send us your address, we will send you a uh, cassette tape with the Maxwell guy on it. Do you guys remember that guy? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sit in front of the big speaker and just like get almost blown away. Yeah, like... A lot of models now use fans to blow their hair back, but back in the 80s, it was just loud-ass speakers. I have to say, that is a different conception, if you think of that commercial, of music than we currently operate under. That is like a guy just sitting in a chair just to hang out and listen to music, which was something people did in like the 60s, 70s, 80s. Now, music is something you do while you do one or two other things. <laughs> mm-hmm. No one's like, I'm just going to like hang out and listen to an album. This is going to be cool. Yeah, like, can you imagine guys laying on your bed and just saying, I'm going to put on an album and listen to it? I miss that. You have done that before? Pouring over the lyrics? Yeah, that was cool, baby. I I couldn't just understand Blink-182 by listening. I had to pour over the (laughs) the lyric sheets to really get it. While you're on Spark Notes 
and like yeah. looking up exactly what they mean. Now high school is listening to this music while you're in high school. <laughs> Fair point. And just ignoring every everything everybody says. We're in the dead smack middle of the 80s. This is 1985. And I want to know if we were to get together and create an 80s song, what would it need to have? Caitlin, Synth. For some oh, re- for sure. And me, yes. Caitlin, for some reason, I'm going to start with you. Uh, when you think 80s music, what is like the one aspect it has to have to be right in the middle of the decade? Oh, it's got to have soul and it has to have synth. The two uh, capital S's of 1985 music. And it's got to sound kind of um, like you can put on some, some lights and just listen to some music. Okay, so lights. <laughs> some lights. I'm thinking neon lights, but I just if it's like dark, if it's yes. dark, you want to put on a couple of lights. Don't strain yes. your eyes. You have to be able to see that music. <laughs> I see the colors. I see the music. But if enough lights are on, then you don't have to turn on lights. It really is just a room by room, case by case yeah. basis. Do you, yeah. uh, Greg? Eighties. What does it need to have? Well, earlier I was going to say synth, but I feel like that was covered. And then my, my and next also, answer... Caitlin covered soul. Everybody knows that the middle of the 80s yeah. was like the legendary <laughs> time soul. of soul music. Well, that's when Dan Aykroyd released Soul Man, his cover of it. So, As I studied for this, the one thing I noticed is this is a very interesting time in music videos. Mm-hmm. Because some music videos are like, we're going to tell little stories. And other music videos are like, we're going to paint a room green. And the band is just going to kind of sway in it while the music plays. And then we'll make it look like a different type of room using computers. What about aesthetically? Like, does it matter the hairdo that they had Bobby. while they were singing the song? It's got to... Everybody has whatever nor- like our hair would be currently and then like three times as big. Uh-huh. So if you have big hair like I do, in the mid-80s, it would just be... Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It would just be an upward avalanche of hair. But even if you had like like normal regular p- people hair, it would be like three times the size of that. Everything was feathered, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so much hairspray. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Do, do you guys own hairspray? No, no, not isn't it no. isn't it illegal now because of the ozone layer? Yeah. They why were people just spraying types. it directly at a hole in the planet? Because that's what <laughs> that's what you would do. You would go. You would take a hairbrush and you'd go into your bathroom and then you would just spray the hairspray nonstop for fifteen minutes and then you would brush your hair three times and you'd be done. <laughs> Cassie, if you're going to put an '80s song on, what does it need to have? For me, it's got to have record scratches. This was when turntables were like prime and actually being like used strictly as turntables. So I just need some clean record scratches in my songs. Uh, in that Beastie Boys documentary that we all know I just watched. Uh, <laughs> oh, and he, here's here's the start to map of when we record songs. <laughs> or we're, what, not, this isn't a song. This is like a song where we talk to each other for an hour. Uh, Africa Babata is on a talk show hosted by a white guy. And then that host goes to a different white guy in the audience and says, hey, have you heard of the Beastie Boys? And Africa Babata says, yeah, I actually sort of like them. And the host is like, scratchy? Did they use the scratchies? <laughs> I, I love when they use... Did they, did they put the scratchies on that? So this is right when white people thought they knew what was going on. I'm about, for all the scratchies. Mike, for you, is it just keytar? Yeah, you got to have more keytar. Uh, it, it's not just big hair. It's hair that looks specifically stupid, like it's attacking the owner. Uh, and it's there's a certain kind of drum sound that's like they put each drum in a its own Grand Canyon. Uh, each drum is <laughs> echoey reverb. as fuck. It's just big and boomy and does not fade away immediately. That sounds awesome. 
I think. Oh, that, it's great! It's, it's great. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Uh, so we are going to collaborate on a mixtape that everyone's going to have. Cassie, you uh, have been you've been given the position of opening song, which is very mm-hmm. important. Yes, uh, then we're going to go around, and Caitlin, you're going to close it out. That's Cassie, correct. Wow, are you ready for this? Oh, uh, I am so ready. Completely I specifically ready for said this. Cassie. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to know that the tail end is also ready at any moment. She's ready to bring us home. But, like, again, thank you for giving us this amount of power of both opener and closer because we are going to do it such, we're going to do it justice for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm, now, now I'm super nervous. There's no Jonas <laughs> Brothers, so it's going to be great. How are they going to do it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you underestimate our power. I'm not going to, but the opener, I do respect the position of opener. So I am, honestly, like, 85 has some real solid, like, rock songs and, like, a lot of ballads and everything. But for me, like, a playlist opener needs to be, like, a dance. It's got to be able, you got to dance and get into a real groove and, like, a good mindset when you do this. So I'm going to open our entire playlist with Take Oh, oh I'm so Anna. sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Cassie's going to say all of that shit one more time. Thank you for listening and for your support. If you want to support us more directly, go over to patreon.com slash your pop filter. Pick a tier, shed a tier, get some extra stuff. There's extra shows, extra long shows. Uh, you can make Ryan draw you pictures, make me write you a poem. There's all kinds of stuff over there. You can even get a shirt off our very own backs. That's patreon.com slash your pop filter. We also want to say thank you to Shady Monk for providing all the tunes you hear on this show check them out on spotify bandcamp soundcloud wherever the kids get their music that i'm too old to know check out shady monk cassie if i can remember after that commercial break where we told people about a lot of different types of mattresses you said that the opener has to be big and loud Mm -hmm. danceable and what danceable 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 is the key part to it and it's got to set a good mood so are you concerned at all with the fact that it might sound like it's from 86 or 84? Mm, no. I am going to take no consideration for that whatsoever. <laughs> and <laughs> why you, would you? Thank you for asking, though. I do appreciate all right. that. Cassie, open up the mixtape. Opening song is going to be Take On Me by AHA. Because you can't, shit, that's from genius. the opening beats, it's just instantly you got to stop what you're doing. You got to dance to this. It sets you in such a happy mood. And it's, it's a Buckwild song. Yeah. You gotta bob your head from the beginning. Also, the music video is super cool on this one. Music yeah, video totally. is wild. See, there's those drums you were talking about, right, Mike? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are it. Those are it. I <laughs> see the lights. There's the synth. Yeah. Also, this is the best song to play if you want to challenge somebody to one-on-one basketball. <laughs> or what? One-on-one basketball, everybody dance like a fool to it, so it's setting like real easy vibe. <laughs> and Greg, it's not like it's not having it play in the background, right? You walk up with this on your phone and you put it in their face. Yeah, definitely. They, they just know what's up. <laughs> Take on me. I feel like that this song took a break for like 20 years mm-hmm. where it was like, oh, it's just cheesy bullshit. And then it had this huge upswell where like now the kids love it. The adults love it. It's the one song that all generations can agree on. What's well, the one song everybody can sing no matter what their range is in? So it's perfect for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you're doing this song it. in karaoke, you forget some parts of it. And as they come up, you're just like, oh, I feel really bad about this. <laughs> or you don't forget. And on the first note, you already feel that you started too high. Uh-huh. And you know in like three minutes, you're so fucked. <laughs> 
<laughs> but that's what's great about it. You can't just hit like there is that moment where they're just hitting like little ahas at a really high pitch in the background. Love that. And then there's a whole like it's like a three act song. Like there's a moment where they just bring in like these like spooky like little do 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 sounds. I don't even know why they put that in there, but it bangs so hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because it was there in the studio, it would be a shame to waste it. (laughs) That was 85. They just found all these new instruments, and they're like, throw it on the track. I don't even care. Cassie and Caitlin, have you guys seen... Do you know this video? Do you know the music video? It's cool because it has, like, pencil in the beginning, right? And it's, like, an animated... I like the pencil. She knows it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't deny she She proved it. (laughs) But, yeah, like, uh, videos were such a big deal back then, and I think that if one made it to you guys, to Cassie and Caitlin, like, that says something, you know? Like, that's iconic right there. Uh, I'm going to go next. Um, if you guys don't mind. I mind. And I'm going to do something that I think was one of the most powerful songs of the time. This is some it's great was, vamping, Ryan. This yeah, is this some is great vamping. <laughs> you want to get vamped and fall asleep at the same time? You'll agree when you hear what I have to say, which is coming up in just a moment. As I, I need you guys to keep vamping about my vamping. <laughs> <laughs> as I cycle through all of these menus, the classic, instant classic, easy to recognize... Brand new. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This defined the year for those of us who weren't alive during that year. (laughs) Okay, this sounds like it could be a cover. Yeah, this is not this is not my Huey Lewis. Put the news on here. I don't want Huey Lewis and the newfound glories. I wish Taylor was here. Oh man! <laughs> because that would make uh, him so, especially furious. <laughs> well, the the last mixtape we did was 2019, and I just played this song every time, which I'm going to do tonight. Oh, okay. Oh, good. I'm glad you, it- you don't even want to tell the share the with the lovely listeners what the real song sounds like. What if they don't remember? I was trying to vamp before. Uh, so this is a song from a movie that we're a little bit nervous, could destroy movie of the year, right? Back to the Future is the number one scene. Mm-hmm. But I would say that it's no question that Huey Lewis and the News was the number one band. Hell yeah. And for the, for these two things to come together in one year, we're talking Celine Dion and Titanic. <laughs> we're talking Flashdance and the girl who sang the song from Flashdance. Huey Lewis and Back to the Future together has to be number two on the list. I want it to be Newfound Glory. I don't know if you guys are okay with that. But for right now, I'm going to say Huey Lewis's Power of Love is number two. This is not a band that has aged particularly well, right? Like, it was very big for their time, but pe- they're not still huge Huey Lewis and the news heads, right? There's a I few. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I don't know if they have, like... You're talking to two right now. It- I don't know if they have Jimmy Buffett-level... Like, you know, uh, ticket sales at their concert. We, but. we call ourselves newscasters, the fans <laughs> who go to all the shows. <laughs> is it time for him to just accept that the whole band is called the news? Like, big- no, yeah, yeah. What, you're going to not come for Huey? What, <laughs> it's like a Bruce Springsteen, the E Street Band kind of scenario? You or like, just go see them? We might talk about Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers later. At what point are you just like, you know what? We have been together for 30 years. We're all just the Heartbreakers. <laughs> Well, do you, would you rather have it be Tom Petty and Bob George and 
Dolphin McPhee, and then just they all have their names in the front of the band. Crosby, Still Nash, and Young. Every time they had to fire somebody that you knew, it was whittled away <laughs> in the name of their band. That's bad, man. It's like it's like a lawyer firm. You have to keep adding those and. and every, associates. Every time the new album comes out, you go run to the store, look at it. Who's in the band at the moment? It's Crosby just Nash and Young. And weird. Still. <laughs> did did do you like this song though, Ryan? I mean, I like when it comes on. Are you excited to hear it in more than just like a nostalgic way? I need you to tell me which song you're talking about. <laughs> is, it, is it the Huey Lewis version? The, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's great, dude. It's, it's big and dumb and just so much stupid chuggy guitar fun. Because we have, I, when, when, when it's been as long as 85 was, you know, before now, you, what you were left is with like two sets of songs. One, maybe the songs that were really big in their own time. And so they define the year. And then two, the one that are like, ones that are a little more timeless. And with this particular year, I felt like maybe there was like a tough divide there between the ones that were like big in their own time or the ones that have like stood the test of time. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say that this stood the test of time. It's essentially this generation's Beatles, the news. <laughs> uh, John Lennon and the Beatles is Huey Lewis and the news. Uh, and yeah, no, I think it still stands up. Craig. Yes. You're up next. Uh, you can go second or third but you cannot go first cassie's take me on is locked in as the opening song that's right okay that was that was on my list take me on yours was not ryan but that's okay that's just what the fuck that's just <laughs> rude that's just the world. open a huey lewis in the newspaper so, and learn some facts <laughs> <laughs> so here's one that i don't know if it was as big in its own time but it's super big now kate bush running up that hill uh has got the like the synth sounds the kind of like ethereal kate bush style lyrics uh again we've been talking about music videos a lot she kind of has like a, a performative like you know like art music video going on and then just a lot of like very recognizable sort of like synth sounds yeah. Oh, this song. Strong synth. Yeah. Something very cinematic about this song. Yeah, I could yeah. drive to this for sure. This is the opening credits are going. It's raining in New York. And so I'm thinking oh, that this is a dirty town, but I'm interested in it. <laughs> Eight million stories in the big city, you say? Wow, I sure would like to hear one or more now. And I'm thinking like. Not that it matters so early in it, but I'm going to say that I'm putting this one second. You know, things move around a lot, but. I like it. It continues that dance vibe, but a chiller dance vibe. Yeah, I feel like mm. we're transitioning here to like, you know. Also love her voice. Oh, oh yeah. I, I will say that right away, like third song in, I think that we do have a little bit of that punk rock thing. You know, like this is not cheesy 80s bullshit, Greg. You have come in strong with the second song, which is genuinely good music yeah and i did not know that was gonna happen <laughs> <Yeah>. so early <laughs> that was the dilemma looking at all this because again yeah it's not like it was the it was 85's biggest song but like it's one of the best remaining songs from that time so i don't know people have cool. to forgive us if it's not 85 <laughs> enough all right mikey what do you got uh i want to go after the power of love and hopefully it'll get bumped back because i think it's the perfect mid album song uh people Knew they liked rock and roll. They were starting to hear about this new thing called hip hop. But by golly, what if somebody combined them? I think the King no. of Rock by Run DMC. Oh, uh, yeah. 
it was the sound of what was to come for the next 20 years and it's fat and it's awesome and i they were ahead of their time and nobody said that before i did so i think that's pretty neat it's called the king of rock king of rock now this sort of like prefigures a lot of 2000s rap rock which is so yeah, important to the history of music <laughs> can't wait for those big stages <laughs> rap rock would not exist There's those drums again, Mike. Yeah, You're totally right I, about that. <laughs> I love those drums, man. And also new instruments. Let's grab some cowbell. Why not? <laughs> I do like this better than Walk This Way, which yes. Yes, took it too far. You know, like too much white noise. But if you put a, a guitar in a rap song, I mean, like 99 Problems is one of my favorite songs of all time, you know? Yeah. And it's, it all starts here. Yeah, the Beastie Boys would not exist without this album, uh, also called King of Rock. It's so good, man. It's like an instant pop-up because they send, they come in so intensely. Like it's the screaming, but it's like it's still rapping. But it's like you just instantly have this immediate energy as soon as he dro- like comes on. And I do believe this is the first song where somebody claims "Suck MC's got nothing on me." Uh, <laughs> so. It sucks when it, sucker MCs do have stuff on oh, you. They got I that know. dirt. <laughs> you, you'll say that they have nothing on you to a crowd, and then one sucker MC in the back will be like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> Killed a girl in his 20s while he's driving drunk. Don't let him be president. All right, Kaylin, you are up. What do you got? All right. So I would like to go right after Greg uh, with his Kate Bush song. I think this will be a good bridge into uh the more upbeat um i want to throw in some whitney houston from her self-titled titled album uh how what was it called it's called how will i know it was really hard i couldn't decide between saving all my love for you or how will i love how will i know but i think how will i know will work perfect in here uh and she won like four she has four grammy nominations for this album and it was her self-titled album um and it fucking bangs So it's synth, but poppy synth. Yeah, Still got yeah. those fat drums. Again, if you put on some neon lights, it definitely sounds like that. So this is no humans playing anything, right? Yeah, this is robots oh. making music. A whole Chuck E. Cheese band. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know I like it now. <laughs> But it really does. Just get to see everybody, Bob. Yeah, <laughs> it really does capture that '80s sound, though. This is kind of like Electric Light Parade. <laughs> Listen to this part. I think the way that she does no there, where she goes down, uh-huh. you know, the steps, uh, that was a lot of white people like, oh, I don't know you could do that. And then they tried it, and everyone had to hear it, and they can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fucking, it was very important, I think, to get Whitney Houston on here. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. It was just hard to figure out which song belongs on here, but I feel like that one is a perfect bridge into some more upbeat pops. 
Oh, and I did not go over the rules. I'm so sorry. So that means that it's only one song per artist, which means I want to dance with somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With somebody who loves me is now <laughs> no <laughs> ineligible because we have that artist. Also, all other aha songs are all my I apologize. And Huey Lewis uh, as well. But we're a third of the way through. We've got Aha, followed by Kate Bush, followed by Whitney Houston, followed by Huey Lewis, followed by Run DMC. I feel like we could stop right there, but <laughs> we're it. not gonna. When we when we come back, the next five songs of the mixtape. Hey guys, real quick before we get back to the rest of the show, I just wanted to tell you about yourpopfilter.com. Go to that website to get everything that is pop filter, all of our podcasts, all of our articles, all of our secrets. Everything is on yourpopfilter.com. While you're there, go to yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. And if you make that your new Amazon bookmark, then you can help Amazon less and us more. And isn't that what we all want to do in the world? Some of those podcasts that you can get on the website or in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you get your shows uh, include the Superhero Hour Hour, where Cassie, Mike, and I discuss every single TV show based on a comic book, and the OCD, where Mike and I discuss every episode of the OCD. And then, of course, Movie of the Year, where Greg, Mike, and I try to figure out what is the single greatest movie of any given year. So make sure you're downloading all of those shows Leave a review, leave a star rating, leave a podcast. If you have an idea for an episode, just record it and email it to us, and we'll probably put it on the air. Thanks. Bye. And we're back. Cassie, you, yes, Ryan. you gave us the song Take On Me, mm-hmm. Take Me On, by Aha. And now you somehow, even though that was so good, get to do another one. You can make it second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth. Where are we okay. going and why? Okay, I think I'm going to put this as fifth so we can have like a little bit of an in-between where we hit this intense song of King of Rock in between. And I, I want it, we're going to start coming down just a little bit so everybody can switch their mind frame and be ready for that Run DMC vibe. And I'm going to throw in Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears. Hex yes. Which is just... The perfect chill song. Also, I don't know. I am taking tears for fears with this one, so I'm sorry about that. But there is, like, this is another one of the songs that's, like, instantly cinematic to me in my mind. Like, you have to stop what you're doing and the whole movie plays out in your mind as soon as that those opening, opening uh, beats hit. Yeah. I love sad dance songs. Yeah. It's just a very sad dance song. Is there another Tears for Fear song? Shout. 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 Oh. Okay. This is a better you know, like, one, though. This is yeah. this is arguably, it's got to be better. Well, their shout doesn't even like, it's never, it, it's never like uh, a little bit softer now. No. So. It's just one volume the whole time, which is not dynamic. This, to me, is the perfect 85 song, because I feel like that almost every song had this person as the lead singer, regardless of the band. Yes. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. here's my singing voice. <laughs> <laughs> and that sort of like ethereal blown out voice has just started to come back in music, I feel like. But yeah, it was so 80s. Like, What was that band? Future Islands? Do you remember that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good example of like the just really high, like wispy sounding voice. 
Yeah, for, for years, 80s music was back in vogue, but it was just meant do synth again or do those drums. And finally, people are brave enough to be like, nah, do the voice. <laughs> Does this have a movie attached? Is there a high school student raising his fist to this song? You know, it, to think. it was the opening credits to the Dennis Miller show. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah back, hey, cha-cha. yeah, back when he was like still a liberal commentator. Um and so that's what I always think of, like all the dominoes falling. and But it's one of these real 80s, like political songs, you know, like it, it's political, but it's also personal. Ooh, Super the personal 80s. is political. Love it. Uh, speaking of political and personal, um, I've got one that is definitely both of those things. Uh, it really touches on everything that I am as a person and everything I believe in politically. And if you believe the opposite of me politically, it touches on all of that as well. So it's a song that covers a lot of bases. Um, I am going to go uh, one up against Tears for Fears. I'm going to go after the power of love, guys. And if you could just like just spend a second with me in the zone of this song. this is wake me up before you go go by wham and if you guys were like let's say 32 in 85 top of the stock game do you think you could have picked which member of wham would go on to massive success and which one would have we will never hear from again <laughs> honestly probably not i mean they're the same guy right they're just dancing around in the exact same dance moves that's how choreography works i can't even can anybody name the other guy jonathan it's george michael <laughs> 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 Wham Danielsons. We all followed Andrew Ridgely for years. Uh, this was the other one. This is an important pick to me too because this takes Careless Whisper off the mixtape. No one can pick Careless Whisper, which is one of the worst songs. I think. I think Wham had one of the best songs. This song and then Careless Whisper, the the saxophone song. Oh God! Oh, yeah, shit, that's yeah. Wham. That's Wham. And now it cannot be on our mixtape. So I feel like I got two songs on this one. Because you removed one? I. It's great. The intro to this song does not betray any of the actual song no. you're about to hear. It is bananas. The, the intro to the song is almost like harkens back to like 50s like doo-wop or something. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and w- the song is basically like before you, you leave the house, just wake me up and say <laughs> goodbye. But it's not even like, I don't think it's like, hey, that one night stand, let's not make it just a one night stand. Wake me up and let's talk. Uh-huh. I think it's like, uh, wake me up at 7.30 or 8.30 p.m. <laughs> before you go to the club so I could be there too. I think, guys, I think Wham, were, uh, they were some partiers. That's why they got the exclamation point in there. <laughs> yeah. To let you know. They had to earn it. Not messing around. The audacity of a band to just throw that in there, right? Like you have to earn that exclamation mark. I feel like that 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 like the Queen of England should yeah. knight you with an exclamation mark as, as if you were a sir. You may now. The band is now cool enough. You can do your whole title in capital <laughs> letters now. Yeah, there's there, there's definitely a hierarchy of punctuation marks. First, it's a question mark because nobody knows what you're about. Wham, and mm. then a period because they're like the who? wham, and then <laughs> exclamation point. Wham. Few, few bands have gotten to in Terabang. 
All right, Mike, uh, I feel like that your whole position that you pitched, which was you're going to be the indie guy, has been completely taken by Greg. Like you, He had Kate Bush, and you have had nothing. What are you going to do now? Okay, I don't like this <laughs> Ryan to Ryan song to song. I actually don't know musically where this song belongs. Uh, I'm talking out loud while I'm figuring out where I want it. But so I want to get weird 80s, and this is a guy where everybody knows, and now people know him more as an actor. So I'm going to say Singapore so the intern can start typing that in. Singapore by Tom Waits from his album Rain Dogs, which I think is arguably one of his most important albums. It is piratey. It's weird. It's his most like guttural singing. So many of the bands that I grew up uh, loving, I later learned, were like, oh, they were just doing bad Tom Waits's. Singapore. Some of his... Of the song. <laughs> what? <laughs> you were not kidding when you said piratey. There's probably other songs from this album I could have picked that are more song-like, like Rain Dogs, but... Uh, more yeah, song-like. I love this crazy old circus bastard. I can't believe that you had to think about where you wanted to put that. It feels like this is the type of song that could go anywhere on a mixtape. Yeah, it really blends. I think I, I think I put it in the wrong place, but... I think and you know what it is way more than Pirate? Uh, Mike, I watched you and my wife uh, basically just sort of hate each other and fight for the last three years. Um, but the one thing that you guys bond on is modern day gypsy music. Yeah, and I didn't want to say is. that word, so I said pirate. Oh, is that bad? <laughs> no, I think when you're talking about music, it's fine. Okay. Uh, I don't know. The, I don't think you're ever. <laughs> well, it's hard to. Gogo Berdello describes himself as gypsy punk, so I don't know what to do. G punk. And G-punk. what's his name again? Tom, Tom Waits. Waits. Oh, okay. Tom Waits. Yeah, and you said when you say most guttural and then Tom Waits. That's pretty, and you know what? That song delivered. <laughs> yeah, I'm no liar. I don't fib. Every time Tom Waits sings, it, like, if you hear him talk, he's got, you know, got a real voice. And then when he sings, it's like his uncle Donald Duck is then singing for him. And he's jumping up and down in a sailor suit. B, I, I don't know if it's before every live show, or before this album, maybe just this song, but he would uh, drink as much of a bottle of whiskey as he could in one take and then scream into a pillow and then would start recording. <laughs> Tom Waits, baby, that's my guy. If I said so, to you guys right now that Scarlett Johansson has a cover album of, of Tom Waits songs, does that sound like a real thing from this universe? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I know it is because Newfound Glory has a cover album of Scarlett Johansson's cover album <laughs> of Tom Waits, and I love it. <laughs> All right, Greg. Mike's trying to steal the trophy of Indie God. What do you got next? Ryan, that is that was just the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I I think it's so crazy that Mike put it on our playlist, but like Tom Waits put that on his actual album. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I'm gonna put this one out for the people. Arr. Um so there's no way to segue into or out of that song. So I feel like what you I have- wish we all had like one veto. Just like you could just be like, get the fuck out of here, Tom Waits. Just one slick Corleone. Um I think what I'm gonna do you just gotta steer clear of that. That's just this <laughs> That's like a toxic part of Okay. I say after everybody wants to rule the world. Uh, I'm going to go with a song that, again, is not very 80s, but it was important to me. Tom Petty's Don't Come Around Here No More. Uh, again, I'm a big music video guy, and I think the reason, I think that's kind of inbounds for this with the 80s, because that was obviously like the advent of the music video. And at a time where some people just like went and stood on the beach and performed their their songs for like what must have taken an hour, uh, 
this video, Tom Petty don't come around here no more. The like whole Alice in Wonderland aesthetic that he was going for, uh, and also one time I dropped acid and saw this music video, and it it, it had a profound effect on me. It doesn't necessarily sound exactly like '85. Yeah, it's got some sitar in there. Well, Tom Petty's so timeless. It just feels like American music. Yeah, Americana, right? Also, he has a song called American Music, right? Yeah, or American Girl. I'm I'm still picking guitar over sitar. <laughs> <laughs> That's the colonizer in you. And, I don't know and he taught us you don't have to sing well to be able to be a front man, and I love that. You, personally. you don't have to sing well necessarily. You have to sing distinctly. And that's like what yeah. Tom Waits had, you know, the, the same thing. Like, just, like, have a real good sound. Well, yeah, I mean, like, he brought, I think, a lot of the stuff to the mainstream. Like, it's country but not country. Uh-huh. And that's the folk part, you know? Like, folk people were just like, listen to my poetry with guitar. And he was like, I'm going to make it a little more musical. I'm going to find a couple of heartbreakers. But uh, <laughs> he doesn't have that a ton of range. He's just, you know, that's the folk part of his band. He's mm-hmm. always, to me, sounded a lot like Bob Dylan with way lighter, thinner lyrical content, but way more musicality. Bob Dylan's like, okay, sit down, everybody. I'm going to sing the same melody at you for six minutes. But like Tom, Tom Petty, it, there's more musicality there. Bob, Dull- Bob Dylan is always about to perform in like a uh, bar from the 1690s. <laughs> <laughs> Just gather around with your mead and let's do this. And I feel like, yeah, Tom Petty uh, was like the perfect blend of... I know and love Bob Dylan, but I also understand that there's such a thing as top 40. And I think right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do those both at the same time. Uh, one of Mark Maron's most famous bits was after Tom Petty died. Like he was, he was the one. He was the one that like, I think Wayne and Garth tried to argue that it was the Bee Gees, but it's Tom Petty that like everybody likes. Yeah. You know, mm. regardless of your uh, taste in music, everyone likes Tom Petty. Good pick, Greg. Caitlin, you're up next. Yeah. Okay. So you guys have been doing a lot of songs that are not popular, uh, not popular <laughs> back in the day. Um, That's why you bring Caitlin on. Uh, yeah. So I'm here to bring you a fucking bop. It's called Rhythm of the Night by uh, DeBarge. I personally love the cover by Bastille, but this song is an absolute banger. There's been a lot of remixes and covers of it, um, but it was first released in 1985 by DeBarge. Um, yeah. Hit that shit. This is definitely part of the 80s. Steel drums. Let's get some island in here. Anything that sounds like it could be the music of the Lion King Sega video game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this song is straight up in Weekend at Bernie's too, I think. I just, I wish these people would just get to their iconic choruses instead of doing this bullshit. You got to tell a story. And they make you wait for it. It's always like you're going to get the intro and then two verses. Oh, you thought. You thought, <laughs> huh? Oh, bar. We got this, buddy. We got this. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, the dancing that's going on, listeners. <laughs> Duh, barge. Da barge, barge, barge. It's a kind of boat, yes. Uh, da barge was also famous for the song uh, "We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off 
to have a good time. Yeah. Right. Oh. Right when all music was like, let's have sex right now. I don't give a shit. Uh-huh. I just fuck. Uh, he was like, hey, let's leave our clothes on and we can roast marshmallows till the break of dawn. But seriously, you, if kids, if, I know we have listeners who are young. Get a couple years of dry humping in. Honestly, yeah. keep your clothes. You'll miss it someday. Yeah, I, everything has its season. When you're young, like do take all the steps, and that and that's certainly one of them. So leave the clothes on, but just sort of like grind on each other. Also, I would say that when you get old enough to like finally do that nasty shit that some other songs are talking about, still leave the clothes on. Uh, she doesn't <laughs> like it, but it makes you feel more comfortable about about your gross areas. Caitlin, quick question for you. Where are you throwing that on the mixtape? Oh, good question. Um, I'm going to throw that uh, after, ooh, after Wake Me Up, Wham, Ryan's pick, and in between, right before Singapore. So we're going to have some good times right before you get thrown into some pirate mad shit. (laughs) I feel like that we've decided that we're just going to keep bumping Tom Waits down until just keep trying. it falls off this flat earth that we hope well, exists. There's songs after it, so I don't know how you're going to do that. Yeah. Cut them all. we got to sacrifice a lot of songs in order to make this happen. That's why I didn't put it at the end. I was worried. You knew. Well played. Uh, at least it's not by the California Raisins, I would guess. Uh, at least it's no, just Tom Waits. They have a pretty great cover. All right, well... <laughs> Caitlin, for the second time in a segment, awesome pick, Mike, terrible pick. We're going to take a break, and we are going to finish up this 85 mixtape. <laughs> well, that is very, very funny, or very sad, and perhaps now you have something to think about, or very problematic, and perhaps we have something to think about. But in any event, I'm sure you have some reaction to what you're listening to. So why not check us out on the social media? You can go to Instagram or Twitter and find us at Your Pop Filter. Email contact at Your Pop Filter. Hey, everybody. Keep watching them movies. We are two-thirds the way done. We're going to do one more round. I'm going to go through what we have so far. Uh, Mike, help me out. Tell me how we're doing so far. Uh, I have got our opener, which is Mm -hmm. Uh Aha. And then we've got Kate Bush, Whitney Houston, Wham. What's great about this, it's a song everybody knows, I get it, 85, and then a timeless song. You're like, oh shit, I totally forgot about the song, but yes, I love it. And then, don't worry, 85, 85. Like, here's two songs you definitely know and love. I feel like that is a good description of a lot of songs from any year is, we get it, year. Calm down a little bit. Uh, then we're going to DeBarge, it's the rhythm of the night. It's okay, Mike, so we're going to start to sing. It takes a weird turn when we go from <laughs> Tom Waits to Huey Lewis, which... By the way, they have the exact same voices, but very different ways of handling those voices. I do think with with DeBarge and Tom Waits, it's it, now it's the middle of the night, and I am shit faced. And it's are you happy shit faced? Are you gonna shank somebody shit faced? It's just like whatever vibe you have. <laughs> I will say, uh, having spent a lot of late night shit faced, I will get into my Tom Waits zone, and then I'll be like Huey Lewis, and then I'm just out on the streets dancing as hard as I can. Yeah, power love pulls you out. The sun is rising. Things are gonna be okay again. And then I, I think we get a little more 85 with where we're at right now, which is Tears for Fears, Don't Come Around Here No More by the Heartbreakers featuring Tom Petty, and then King of Rock. Set the party off. That's what those three are. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, if we got if we got some uh, bumping beats right, we're just going to the end at this point? Well, this is, yeah, certainly the build of energy. So this is either, this. I mean, it would make sense that this be the build of energy on the way out of the album. So we start off kind of strong. Then I think there is, like, that little, like area in the middle the eye of the storm where things calm down (laughs) and singapore happens and then this is like a building energy again 
Okay. Cassie, you just heard all of that. Do you disagree or agree with any of that? Oh, I agree. I agree with it all. I think we have we have a good little path right here. If we we've done well at uh handling the like diversions of Singapore and we've <laughs> rebrought in the story and I'm proud of us for that. Cassie, this is your final pick on this mixtape. What are you gonna mm-hmm. do? I think I love Mike, thank you for throwing run DMC in here, but I gotta have I gotta have more scratches. Got it. I need those. So I'm gonna throw right before that, I'm gonna put in Rock the Bells by LL Cool J. And this is a time when uh, rap was getting like really big and they had like um you can't throw like an eighty five playlist for me and not have um DJ Cut Creator on there who has some of the cleanest cuts out there and they let him go loose on this one and it's fantastic. I honestly didn't know that just everybody rapped this that was, way. This it's year. all of this because we had um, <laughs> like Grandmaster Flash at this time, and then now Run DMC. This was this was rap during this time. This is how it like started in its roots. So this is what you get throughout all of this '85. I also love how back then every rap song was like a high school class where you take open yeah. roll in the beginning just yeah. to see who That's, was there's present. A middle, there's a middle roll call on this one because you got to give it you got to give it over to your DJ and just let them go loose. That was my favorite part is you give you give a shout out to each band member and let them have their little moment. Well, because every song is also kind of like a little bit of a meeting. So it's like, who's all here? <laughs> what have you guys been up to individually recently? Let me and hear then, the minutes from the last rap yeah. song. <laughs> all right. Now let's proceed with what we were going to talk about in this rap song. I am not nostalgic at all for that style of rapping. I think rap has come so far and is so much more interesting mm-hmm. to listen to. And it feels like there's, for me, like no going back to that old style of like that 80s voice and cadence and everything. It just, it grates on me, I guess. As somebody who can only yell every 10th word, it feels perfect for <laughs> <Love> me. <that. laughs> like, for the, the level of speed I have. Well, certainly, if you, still to this day, if you ask a white person, like, like a, you know, a, a, a straight-laced white person to do an impression of rap, they're going to do something that's like 40 years old, and it's going to be like... <laughs> it's just the Sugar Hill Gang. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe I- that's what it is. Maybe it's just, it's just all these years of like hearing my dad do weird raps that sound like this and want to basically like this, die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like the, that entire time he was doing it and it was just a joke, you were in the booth, Greg, with all of your records like scratching for him oh, well, to produce <laughs> that hit song. I'm a good son. I'm not going to leave him hanging. Just because he's mortifying me with his antics doesn't mean I'm not going to like drop the beats for him. <sighs> Cassie, I'm glad you did that because I do think that he, believe it or not, is sort of an underrated rapper. Like, L Cool J has not given his respect for like what he did for rap because it feels like he's like a sitcom character yeah. and game show host, you know? All right, Cassie, I'm going to go after Singapore. Woo. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be the bridge. Because <laughs> uh, we're going to travel from Singapore to the uh, other most important city in 1985. Holy shit. Oh my god. <laughs> this is an intro. Done here. <laughs> oh no, it's a solid seven minutes, so I'm going to try and aim this right, guys. Here we go. Don't you know the 
Is this song about a professional chess tournament? <laughs> this is One Night in Bangkok, Ryan. This is Bertie Head's One Night in Bangkok, which I feel like we cover the name of a city, which Mike started. <laughs> yep. Uh, we cover a big hit, but only in 85. Could never have been a hit in any other year. Uh, and then is also a Broadway standard, which I would like to include in every mixtape we do. One Night in Bangkok by Murray Head, uh, I think, gets us from whatever the <laughs> fuck we were doing from Singapore. And then we just have that like natural 80s beat. I can feel the drum beat. And now I am talking in a very 80s voice. And now we can go into the rest of the album. Yeah, this you're tempted to almost think that this is like rap, but instead of being like rap, it's like that one song from The Music Man. But you kind of know the territory. It's, like it sounds like Ghostbusters, like <laughs> or yeah, it's it's every rap in every commercial where a mascot for a cereal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is worse than Greg's dad rapping. And is this like part of a concept album that's all about a chess tournament in Bangkok, or is this just one song about this one topic? <laughs> no, it's weird, from a. Right? It's from a Broadway show called Chess. Oh, this okay. Is the opening number from a show called Chess, and I have not heard any of the other songs because why would I? I already heard the best song. I'm not going to listen any oh, longer. You got to go listen to the tearjerker. King takes rook. <laughs> it is heartbreaking. I have to say, this, takes rook. The song is problematic as like if you listen to the lyrics. I mean, the the, the opening lyrics are Bangkok Oriental City. And honestly, it never really picks it up from there. It's just like all the different like Western conceptions of like what a city in Asia might be like. It's a, they said, uh, I'm going to write a very serious They Might Be Giant song. And then at the same time, redo the opening song from Aladdin. It's like a very serious, thoughtful way. Why this dish is as spicy as your women. Oh, no. No, thank you. Please go away. All right, Mike. Uh, I, I feel like that we have... Between DeBarge and Murray Head, we have covered up your Singapore shit, and I don't know if I want you to have another turn, but what do you what do you got? Yeah, I have a few options, but uh, I don't want to take anybody else's if it's everybody's last turn, so I'll just nestle into the role I have. I think so. <laughs> Nobody the, wants that. If the middle is the weird middle of the night uh, shit face part, so we, we're going to, uh, from the rhythm of the night into Singapore into One Night in Bangkok. So if One Night in Bangkok is problematic, we're not sure that we're okay with. I'm going to take us into problematic... I think is sure we're okay with fun is segues into power of love uh, and also to actually get some punk rock in the middle of 1985. It's pervert by the descendants uh, from their second album. I don't want to grow up. Everybody knows at least the t-shirt Milo goes to college with a little like Sunday's funny looking mascot, but uh, it's just like all the pop punk bands we love would not exist without these guys. And it's is a song just about a guy who likes having sex with his girlfriend, and is because it's he's just a white suburban guy, and it's the eighties. He's like, "Am I a pervert?" Yeah, <laughs> my girlfriend's That's the beautiful. Shit, I've ever heard. And I love making love to her. I guess I'm a pervert. Better write a punk song about it. Okay, it's a very different feel than any other song we have on it, and yet I do think it is like a legitimate sound of the eighties, right? Yeah, I feel like it would it would not be eighty five without. This kind of, and I don't want to put like Black Flag, who has like actually scary people around them. So, the descendants. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, it's got that question mark at the end that I think this year had. Like, every Whitney Houston song is, How will I know? question mark, or I want to dance with someone, please, but I don't know who it is. Like, they're all like, I don't know the end of my story. And the descendants continue that. All right, Greg, 
What are we doing? Where are we going? Okay. I've, I ha- was not trying to be like an iconoclast on this, but I have picked like, okay. some sort of out there ones. Uh, but I'm going to pick one that's from like right, right down, right down the 85 street, right in the strike zone. And it's don't you open parentheses, forget about me, close parentheses by simple minds. First of all, if you are going to name your song, put parentheses in there. <laughs> like it's uh, every single time I see that, I'm always like, ah, cool. Parentheses. <laughs> it's, like, technically, it's technically called don't you featuring forget about me. <laughs> I'm not ever sure what it means in the title of a song. Like, is the, is the title of this song rightly, Don't You? And they want you to, like, the subtitle is Forget About Me. I don't know what it means, but I think it's a classy move. Uh, it's tied to one of the biggest movies of 85, of course, Breakfast Club, which we're going to get uh, into on the over the course of the show. I ha- don't remember the band, Simple Minds. But I, think is this is, I think this is the only thing they did. I think they released one song and then... Uh, turned into Stardust. I call them all Depeche Mode-ish. Yeah. yeah. It's, but the image of um, the end of Breakfast Club with his fist in the air mm. and like this song hitting like right at the end of their like letter reading is, is a very powerful moment and is not from a music video but is like seems to be informed by and like have that a conversation with like music videos. And what I love about this kind of 80s song is that it's triumphant and sad. The 80s, for, for all their glitz and glamour and, like, greed is good bullshit, they're also like, hey, man, you can win and still be sad <laughs> as hell. Because Bender's just going back to his shitty dad that night. Like, yeah, well, because it's, you know, the, the art of the 80s is, like, it, dealing with how economically things are okay, but, like, sociopolitically, things are absolutely, like, falling apart. And so mm-hmm. it is both of those things at the same time, which is, like, the the veneer of happiness and things working and then like the absolute like decay which is under that like the depression and existential angst that's under all of that so it's it's kind of like you got to grab onto the little victories but never forget nothing's good at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't you forget <laughs> about me your existential dread i mean the, the 80s the, the mid 80s like this 85 this is a gilded age you know like the, the popular movies at the time make everything seem like it's absolutely perfect and that it's a you know we live in a land of plenty and then at the same time like there's like social unrest around the scaling back of government services to like the most vulnerable people so i think like we see that come out in songs like this that are traumatic at the same time that they're like poppy and with maybe the exception of aha, uh-huh, this would be the weirdest one to leave off. Yeah. You know, like yes, yeah. I'm so glad that we got it in there right at the last second. And I what I think I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put it near the end. I mean, I know I obviously can't be the last song because that's not allowed, but I'll put it as close to the at the end of our current list that we have now. Because it really does, maybe because of where it appears in Breakfast Club, it there seems to be an air of finality to it. So sort of sort of building towards the end. Plus, with Tears for Fears right after Simple Minds, we'll have a lot of people being like, man, Depeche Mode was diverse. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that, that, that Depeche Mode uh, is emblematic for all those kinds of synthy pop bands, right? Just like for the emo, it, people are like, I remember maybe it's My Chemical Romance. But there was a thousand bands who all had one song that you're like, I don't know that band. It comes on. You're like, oh, got it. I think just like Banksy was is actually a lot of people. I think Depeche Mode is actually a lot of different bands, and when they write a certain song, they just go into Depeche Mode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Depeche Mode, Depeche Mode, Depeche Mode. <laughs> Wait, it, that's how the Seahawks won, right? The Super Bowl. Yeah, into Depeche Mode. <laughs> they figured it out. Yes, Caitlin. Mm-hmm. My God, the honor here. 
You cannot pick where your song goes. It's going after Simple Minds because you're closing That's this motherfucker right. and out. And I think I needed to pick a song that really encompasses all of 1985. So it's actually titled 1985. Um and oh it does God, a great job it. at really wrapping up all of the 80s in 1985. And it's by Bowling for Soup. Um, so, Ryan, I, I think I, we just all need to hear this song. Yeah. Are we going to yeah, allow we this? I am. <laughs> you play Newfound Glory. You, you precedent, man. Yeah. They're just so deep, these so lyrics. Deep. So fucking deep. This think, is actually a cover as well. I think it really sums up everything you need to know about 1985, though. You can't tell if they're mocking her or if they're sad for her in this song. They're sad, they're for, sad her. for her. All those 80 references. Oh, my God. But yeah, this they, they list off all oh, the bands yeah. that should have been on this playlist. <laughs> they and we also fucked do up. a good job at listing a lot of movies in the 1985 and the 80s. So I think it's a really good. End I feel like playlist. they had like the 1985 page from yes. Wikipedia open <laughs> yeah. as they wrote this song. <laughs> we need a. We didn't start the fire. What I love about this are they preparing for a Rushmore <laughs> on a pop filter? <laughs> That's what this feels like. <laughs> what I love about this being the last song is this is like the secret track. That like if you didn't understand 1985, listen to this. So Greg's song "Don't You Forget About Me" does actually end the playlist, and then people can just l- leave as the credits roll. Uh, it, what if Billy Joel's "We Didn't Start the Fire" was about like three months in the history of time? That's what it's like. Ryan, I just have Fucking. to say thank you for this honor of closing out this this mixtape. Yeah, bro, never again, never again. But uh, it's not the California not. Raisins, so I got to give you props. Uh, I'm going to go real quick speed round. Cassie, uh, anything that did not uh, make the list? No, I think we hit all my big ones. There is, if I would put We Belong by Pat Benatar, actually, would be one that I would. That is very That's powerful. a powerful song. Yeah. Mike, what do you got? Uh, I think looking through just because why not put Prince as much as possible as Raspberry Beret. Hell yeah, It's not dude. one of his. You're not like, yeah, I can't wait to listen to Raspberry Beret. But it is by far the best off that album that came out that year. And Raspberry Beret is pretty good. I, I I love the song. We built this city on rock and roll, uh-huh. and then the whole song is about like, here's the blueprints, here's how you would do it if you actually <laughs> hired people. You uh, pour a foundation of drums. <laughs> how about Would uh, I Lie to You by the Arrhythmics? Uh, Madonna's crazy for you. Yeah. I really wanted to get on here, and then uh, I've never heard this song, but there's an Aretha Franklin song from '85 called Who's Zooming Who. Oh, and isn't that perfect for the times? <laughs> Greg, what else do you have? Uh, I had what I lie to you by the Arrhythmics, uh, and there, there was another Arrhythmics track, but I didn't, I didn't put down what it was. But love Analytics, love the Arrhythmics, um, and what I lie to you is a dope song. Caitlin, uh, do you have anything else? All of mine. Uh, I just had an honorable mention of Eddie Murphy had an album this year. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> I'm so glad. Okay, I'm kind of pissed. You put Bowling for Soup, but not Eddie Murphy. It was really. Hard. I am not. <laughs> I've never been so happy to hear her say Bowling for Soup until right now. When she did not say Eddie Murphy. Uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, all of the most important stuff.
Guys, that is the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, real quick, I do want to go through the playlist before it gets up on air. Uh, Cassie, first track, Take Me On. Take On Me. Sing it. Take On Me. Thank you. Mike, yep. running, r- running Up That Hill. Running Up That Hill. <laughs> guys, way shorter, please. <laughs> I'm trying to embarrass you. You guys are oh. way into it. Uh, <laughs> Greg, How Will I Know by Whitney Houston. I forget how, how will I know, will Perfect. I know you forever. Caitlin, Wake Me Up by Wham. Oh, wake me up! Oh my God. Because <laughs> they're not cockatiels. Uh, Cassie, Rhythm of the Night by DeBarge. Your Rhythm of the Night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Singapore by Tom Waits. Welcome to the book of night. Greg, One Night in Bangkok by Murray Head. Uh, one Night in Bangkok and the world's your oyster. Greg is the one to beat so far. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, Pervert by The Descendants. I'm a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a great song. I'm a pervert. Okay, next song. Uh, Cassie, Power of Love by Huey Lewis in the News. He's the power of love. <laughs> Mike, Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Greg, don't come around here no more by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Don't come around here no more. Caitlin, Rock the Bells by LL Cool J. I've got to rock the bells. Cassie, King of Rock by DMC. Run DMC. Uh, Mike, Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds. Hey, 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 hey. And then finally, Greg, 1985 by Bowling for Soup. 1986, take me back to 1987. Yes. Points. (laughs) All right. So we've discovered that I think that 85 is a pretty good year for music, and Ozma is better than Bowling for Soup. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. When we get back next week, we are going to keep talking about them movies. (laughs)